Hey everybody, another hot news week coming at you. So without further ado, here we go. I'm your host Rico, and joining me as always, the cards are the Philly Fiend, Marcus. Fly, Eagles, fly. What's up, Marcus? How's it going? How's your week? I know it's a particularly good one. <laughs> yeah. For you? No, uh, not much today, though. I did get finished with summer school. I know I've been counting on the days for you know the entire time i was doing summer school and i we just got done on thursday they asked sir do you want to do you want to volunteer to uh for the debut last day i said absolutely i said get me out of here i was done i was over it so i've i've what today saturday two days off my six weeks i do have about six weeks off before um before school i believe before school starts up again um, i do have a couple of trainings and a couple of other things i have to do in the month of july but again, you know, as far as just actual school, I don't have to do anything for the next six weeks at least. So I'm pumped up for that. In the meantime, I've been playing a lot of Zelda finally, just because I have, you know, time on my hands finally. Um, been playing a lot of Zelda, a lot. And I've been watching TV. I've been just catching up on anime and just having a good old time these last two days. I have not messed up my schedule yet, but I do not plan on messing up my schedule. So I kind of like it exactly the way it is. If, you know, if I can sleep later and still wake up around 8.39, like I have been, that'd be awesome. But aside from that, doing all right, can't complain. Looking forward for these next six weeks. And yeah, just gonna enjoy the rest of you know my summer, whatever I have left. What about you, what have you been up to? Uh, not too much. I mean, we've had the... Uh... We've had a good couple of things going on here lately with the uh, Overwatch World Cup. I've been following up with that. That's been pretty fun to watch. Uh, we did have the, uh, which I was actually going to start off with, was the uh, NBA draft uh, here lately. So that that was pretty exciting. I followed that pretty good. And um, what else? I've been playing Pokemon because we did get uh, some announcements that we'll get into later. Uh, but I've been grinding that like for, for a reason. But uh, it's been a tough grind. But uh, other than that, I did download uh, Senua. So I'm getting ready to start that and play, uh, play Hellblade Senua Sacrifice. So, uh, yeah, nice. just uh, chilling out. Very nice. Good choice. Uh, a l- little bit of Diablo 2 in there, too. There, we have some news coming up uh, with Diablo also. But, uh, yeah, let's get right into it. The NBA draft. We had the NBA draft. Uh, what did you think of that? Any surprises for you uh, with your team in particular? Were you happy with your choice? What do you think about the guy? Have you looked him up yet? Uh, up? I was I was mainly just kind of focusing more so on the um, top ten. Usually, again, I don't follow college basketball as much as I you know like to and stuff like that. But again, we knew who the big names were. We knew who was coming out. Usually, we do a lot more research and there's a lot more. Um, I guess just what of the of the player once the draft starts inching a little closer so I, I i was very aware of the top 10 after that i kind of didn't make it a point to really really check though i did obviously you know check who the lakers got and we picked up a guy who is who jalen hood uh Shifino, who's a point guard and he has very and i told rico so what's he like and i said he's d'angelo russell what we want either one of these guys to be your your shooter your shot creator a guy who's gonna knock down shots on crunch time and that he's he's that type of player so hopefully you know he fills up that role i know d'angelo russell in the playoffs was bad he was there yeah 
Yeah, I, I, I think I think I could have done some of those things. Now, nah, you know, I'll, I'll never compare myself to a guy in the NBA. But you know, D'Angelo Russell struggled. He struggled a lot. So maybe with a little bit of competition here from from Hood Shafino uh, might help him out a lot. Uh, but aside from that, I know again as far as the other picks and uh, the ones we've been wanting to keep up with, um, obviously Wemby. Right, and we all knew where exactly where it was like destiny. I swear, man, you can't you can't make this stuff up. Oh, where's this you know French superstar gonna go to? Oh, I wonder. Let me think of these other French superstar, uh, you know, player who just happened to be from San Antonio. And sure enough, right, San Antonio got the number one pick, and they ended up did picking uh, picking up Victor Wemby with that pick. And it's crazy because it's crazy because it's kind of like you know, and we call them the dark years. How long were they, how long were the Spurs in the dark years? What three years? Was it something like that? Four years? Yeah, not very long. Not very long. I know they've always been winners, and it was just recently where Pop um, never got over like the fifty mark or whatever. But they ended up with the number one pick, and strangely enough, strangely enough, not that I missed some or anything, right? But you can now we're finally getting the Spurs fans, aka Daniel and and Cornelio, are finally coming out of the woodwork and just you know, ins- instead of being and and you know. Kudos to these guys, super positive and oh yeah, we're gonna be okay and I don't know what and, and the future's bright, the future's bright now turns into oh we're gonna win it all, we're the greatest, no no what. I'm just kinda like, oh here we go. I remember this. There oh, goes the to, peace uh, and quiet. There goes the peace <laughs> and quiet, you know, Spurs basketball, here they come. Woo. And then obviously being from Texas and not a fan of these, you know, these uh, just Texas teams in general, myself, you know, and again, I don't mind, you know, Mavs fans. I, 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 I like the Mavs. I like the Rockets, but for whatever reason, I guess it just might be the sheer number of Spurs fans in the area, right? That just kind of grind my gears almost as bad as Cowboys fans. But I think, you know, I can tolerate Spurs fans a little bit more just because at least the guys I know are a little bit more realistic when they want to be, you know, they're not saying they're going to win every freaking year. If you catch my drift, right. Um, yeah. But aside from aside from Victor Wemby, there was some great ones. Brandon Miller, Scoot, um, the 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 twins, the Thompson twins, um, and then the one that was I was keeping my own was that uh, Bilal, uh, Bilal um, Kolebali, because mm-hmm. I I and Daniel had made a good point. Daniel had put in our group chat, we're gonna we're gonna we might we have a chance to get him. We have a chance to get him. That's all he kept saying, and I said that yeah, makes a lot of sense. Why not just you know get rid of one of your top two guys to start building around. Your boy, you know, Wendy. And they played together. He's also from France. And I thought that was something that they were really going to do. Hell, I wouldn't put it past them to maybe come up with a trade for the Pacers also and get our already established, you know, some sort of something there. You know what I mean? So we'll see. It, it was it was a lot of fun. It was real interesting. I know I did see some of uh, it's always cool to kind of see some of their um attire, right? And mm-hmm. what was his name? How was that? It was that uh what was his name? I don't remember his name, but he had that rural red glittery suit with the sunglasses. Great, I said, oh. great Dick. Great Dick. Yeah, yeah um, dude. It Toronto, was... Toronto's guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what the? <laughs> there, was, so, there was nothing outrageous, I thought, that we've seen like in recent years. But uh, they, I thought they were pretty well dressed for the most part. We've yeah, seen some it, crazy outfits over the years. But I didn't think there was too, anything too, too crazy this year. Yeah, nothing too, too crazy. Um, but for the most part, again, yeah, it was a lot of fun. It's going to be fun to see our, these already teams. I know Rico and I were talking about it just because we do, we do have teams we enjoy watching and we do have teams that we feel like, oh, for better, for worse. You know, you know what I mean? But in this case, I know one of the teams Rico and I have always liked a lot recently, again, just because they're young and scrappy and they don't give a shit, are the Rockets. <laughs> So then the Rockets picked up one of the twins, uh, Amin Thompson, and they also picked up Cam, Cam Whitmore. And we're just like, oh, my God, like just two more scrappy dudes. And 
hopefully they can you know do something over time and, and see what happens man so it's, it's gonna be a fun season i know the 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 what is it uh market it's gonna open up already on the 30th of june so the draft is out of the way free agency is opening up and it's already been it's already been pretty interesting as far as the, the free agency's free agency is concerned usually we get you know a bunch of big trades but we already got just two big big ones that were kind of like oh my god you know what i mean just came out of nowhere so two right before the free agency hits man's nuts so excited to see where it goes yeah of course the ones he's referring to are is the bradley beal to uh phoenix trade and now we have um There's chris Eagles. paul chris chris paul also going to uh it looks like golden state we have uh porzingis also going to uh boston like boston yeah. so you know it, it's already started and I, I know we talked about it like even before all this like man this free agency has a lot of potential to be real big you know a lot of moves being made uh for, to like win now moves a lot of moves are going to be made for you know the upcoming uh what, what do you call it the uh, luxury tax uh oh, the cba yeah stuff coming up and all that so uh, yeah it was a good draft and all in all it was a good uh, night for the texas teams you talked about wemby at the number one pick going to san antonio uh amen thompson cam whitmore you know going to going out to houston under the new coach there uh email <laughs> doka and then of course I, I can't leave out my my mavs uh it seemed like uh in some of the interviews with our gm nico harrison they were always looking at derek lively as uh, the big guy out of Duke, seven foot one, two hundred thirty pounds, you know, coming to to Dallas, uh, our big needs were paint presence and defense. You know, in terms of what we can acquire in free agency, you know, still at the top of the list is kind of like making sure Luca's happy so that he stays around and we don't lose, like you know, that superstar guy. Because in reality, like that's the hardest thing to get that superstar. Once you have the superstar, you got to keep him happy. So we did address the. Uh, the big guy there at our first pick, but we were we were able to go from uh, number ten down to number twelve. Still get the guy we were eyeing, get rid of a big contract in Pertons, uh, and then we ended up using uh, one of the some of the freed up money to acquire Rashawn Holmes from the Kings, and then uh, we also were able to draft uh, Olivier Max Prosper out of uh, Marquette, which is. Uh, Kind of reminds me of the guy that's in that was in Philly for a while. That uh, Thibel, kind of like Thibel, yeah. Matisse Thibel, and just prides himself on defense. Uh, six eight, real big wingspan. So uh, we kind of address those things that we need. We still probably need like some wings and stuff like that, but we have some other things to be able to to move in order to acquire some other guys that we're gonna need. But all in all, I thought we did a real good job in, in our draft. Uh, the big thing to the big thing to consider really going forward is going to be, uh, you know, if we're addressing these things with rookies, how long is it going to take these guys to be NBA ready? So that's going to be the thing to look out for for the Mavs. In terms of, uh, you know, like we talked about San Antonio and the Rockets, they kind of have a little bit better of a timetable since they're very, very young teams. So one uh, one with a new coach, like I mentioned, in Adoka, and the other one with you know one of the best best of all time with uh, Popovich. So exciting, uh, and I mean it's just getting started. Wait till free agency opens up, and we're gonna see all these people bounce around and move. So mm -hmm. it's gonna be exciting. Oh yeah. Uh, the other thing I had here for like some of the miscellaneous news was uh, Zuckerberg 
Zuckerberg and Elon Musk are looking at maybe getting in the cage for a fight. Uh, what do you think of that? Do you, do you think? Uh, hey man, but again, just I don't know, man. But I guess people with money can kind of just do whatever they want, right? <laughs> and obviously, not just anybody, right? But you're talking about these two guys, these two just you know behemoths, and in, in as far as just you know Elon Musk and. Mark Zuckerberg and the fact that they want to get into the ring for whatever reason, I guess, you know, they, if they can do it, why not? You know what I mean? Yeah. From what I remember, I remember seeing this a couple of days ago where Elon Musk said like, Oh yeah, I'd get in the ring with Zuckerberg. The thing is that Zuckerberg actually has experience and like he trains jujitsu and does all these kinds of things. Like, so I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it's just a publicity thing or what, but it's just crazy that it happens to be like, the head of Facebook and the head of Twitter, like it, it's it's a wild thing. So, uh, I, event, I, something. as far as what I've seen, I don't think I've seen anything super definitive yet. But it seems like the talks are very very serious. Well, I guess we'll see within the coming day, maybe even this week. Yeah, who would uh, who would you who would you uh, put your money on? Who would you go for here? Zuckerberg. Yeah, I there's, some, so. there's some there's something and I know I know you mentioned that he has some sort of martial arts background, right? But there's something alien about that guy, <laughs> or I think he's just gonna, you know, I, I don't know, man, just do something. <laughs> yeah, so let's see what happens there. That, that's gonna be something interesting to follow and just huge in terms of like uh, social media, you know, because they're they're kind of like titans in that space. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll jump into some anime. Not too much this week. Uh, the two things I have are uh, we got a Ranking of Kings movie announced. You know anything about this? Or uh, the, I've only seen an announcement. I don't know if there's more uh, details or anything like that. No, no, no details yet. Uh, I know as far as the movie is concerned, even with the movie, we just had the side story, you know, the the episode that came out that we're just going to address some sort of side stories. Now, in this case, you know, even the manga is not that far ahead. As a matter of fact, I think it was on hiatus or might still be on hiatus, you know, for, for a while. And again, it's not very far off. So I think a movie is kind of a good way to, you know, give fans what they want. Um, just keep the story rolling without having the commitment to cover so much of the manga, especially when the manga again is not even that far ahead, just in general. So I, I think it's a good, it's a good, good way to go. It's good, excellent pacing as far as the company is concerned. Kind of releasing a movie and then kind of gauge and see where the actual um, source material is at. But it it could continue the story. If it doesn't, that's okay too. Uh, again, not a big commitment as far as what to cover, so I think it's a good move all around, man. Yeah. Yeah, plus I mean, I I haven't uh, I haven't kept up with the with the little side story that we have going on, but uh, now with this, I'm definitely gonna want to push myself to finish it so I can see what's up with this movie once it comes out. Probably a ways away since we didn't really get a date, but uh, yeah, nonetheless, it's, very entertaining. Of course, it's it's gonna be a ways off, and it's usually usually a ways off, right? So. We'll see what happens. We'll see what's said more. I'm sure we'll get more information soon. Uh, the only other thing I had in terms of anime was uh, Dragon Ball Z. Uh, Dragon Ball Z uh, movies are headed to Crunchyroll. It says every everything from uh, 1989's Dragon Ball Z Dead Zone to 2019's Dragon Ball Super Broly coming to uh, Crunchyroll. 
from what I understand, they're going to be doing like a little bit at a time on different dates. They're going to drop like, okay, this set of movies and this set of movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have here July, I mean, June 22nd, which already passed. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven movies. Seven movies dropped on the 22nd. So you have a, you know, a week to check those out. Then on the 29th, we're going to have another six movies. Then the last two will drop on July 6th. So, yeah, it, it looks like it has everything from Dragon Ball Z to Super, uh, minus the new movie, the superhero movie. So, if you're a Dragon Ball Z fan, never got a chance to watch these movies or whatever, you know, check them out. You're going to be on Crunchyroll. Yeah, sure. Uh, not too much else for anime. Anything else you have uh, has caught your eye or anything you've seen or things that you know that are coming up? I mean, the only thing I know these, well, this again, still considered the spring schedule. It, we're already wrapping up. Some episodes are going to be wrapping up this week. Oshinoko is going to be wrapping about 28th. Demon Slayer just wrapped up. So, again, just start binging, start catching up. The perfect time to do it. The summer season will officially start next week as of July 1st. Now, that's not all on July 1st. We do have Anime Expo 2023 from July 1st to July 4th. And again, and that's why I mentioned maybe we might get some more information as far as a couple of things out there, uh, ranking of kings amongst other things. And again, we're expecting a lot of information or at least a lot of uh, whether it's reveals, trailers, just more info, just more info as far as uh, anime is concerned for the next year or so. So we'll see what we'll see if anything pops up for Anime Expo in 2023. So yeah, that, that's about it for me on the anime end. Okay, okay. Uh, we do have a lot of news elsewhere, so we'll hop super, we'll hop right into TVs and movies. Uh, there was some breaking news over the weekend that uh, Wednesday has overtaken Stranger Things to become Netflix's most watched show of all time. You know, Stranger Things was kind of king for a long time and uh, has, what, five seasons out already? Yeah. And we're waiting on the, on the, last, uh, the last part. So for Wednesday in its first season to take over, you know, this uh, behemoth of a show, like, what a, what a great... Uh, what a great accomplishment and showing that Netflix, you know, I know people were kind of wavering on Netflix's content and stuff for a while, but, you know, fresh new show, fresh look at like, you know, a well-beloved character. Uh, we do have another season, I think, coming up pretty, pretty quickly. So, uh, you know, good things for Netflix. Just keep, yeah. keep, keep these, uh, keep these good shows coming. Yeah. I know uh, Wednesday was one of those. And again, when you have a, when you have a property, like the Adams family, and um, when you have, and again, well, it usually comes down to casting. When the casting is spot on, the casting is set. You know, it, the, you kind of work your, you, you kind of work your way for, you know, to success, and, and that's kind of all you want to see. When they're focusing on, on a story, when they're focusing on the characters, you know, that that's what we want, right? You, you always want a good story. You always want something that's going to pique your interest and kind of roll with it. I know they mentioned for season two how it's going to be a lot more horror and a lot, a lot less of the kind of that like the romance stuff that season one had had to offer. So. I'm excited. I loved. I loved Wednesday. It was awesome. Jenna Ortega was amazing as Wednesday Adams, and again, her being probably the one of the most polar, you know just group, awesome characters of the series. You know, it's it's a way to go. So, and especially if Stranger Things is about to wrap up, and it's it's good that you know there's another show out there that's going to kind of fill its void. You know what I mean? So, it's, yeah, yeah, sort of that uh, like passing of the mantle kind of thing, huh? And yeah. And with the casting, too, in Wednesday, you know, it was such a good casting of, like, even the other characters outside, you know, the other members of the Adams Family, uh, Fester, Morticia, Gomez. We had uh, we had very little of them, like, in this show. So, you know, this kind of, th- this whole 
thing lends itself to not just more Wednesday, but more Adams Family in general that uh, that's out there. And if the writing is going to be kind of like what we saw here, and the the characters are going to be shown off like we like we saw um, in this first season, I mean, I'm I'm all for it, and probably for a while. It's probably going to be yeah. going on for a while, so I'm I'm happy with that for sure. Something else that I thought was real interesting, there was some comments made by the uh, Casino Royale director, Martin Campbell, about Henry Cavill's audition for the original Casino Royale movie, uh, that his audition for 007, aka James Bond, was tremendous. Now, what interests me about so much about this is I know that they're kind of on the hunt for their... Are they still on the hunt for their next James Bond? We haven't had an announcement yet, right? Not an official announcement, yeah. So this this interests me because is this kind of like a like an invitation of sorts, you know, with Henry Cavill kind of leaving some of his projects. I know uh, The Witcher, Superman, like some of the he's kind of freed up. He, yeah, there's availability <laughs> now, and since he had like this great these great things to say about him as possibly having been james bond it had there not been daniel craig back then you know uh i don't know it's just an interesting thing i think we need to keep our eye on and i mean henry cavill would i mean he put he put asses in the seats exactly (laughs) yeah i couldn't have said it better myself i was looking for the right way to say it but you nailed it he would man he has a fan base a huge fan base and again, 007, charming, charismatic. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Womanizer. Like, does, does yeah, this guy dude, even like, have to say anything? Like, no, he doesn't. He does. He's got to. He just got to appear on screen, and there you go. Yeah, he he literally. The only thing he probably has to say is shaken, not stirred, and that that's it. <laughs> that's all he's got to do. Uh, so yeah, we'll we'll keep an eye on that. Like to see where the where they take uh, where they take yeah. uh, James Bond and stuff. There was another thing I heard out of uh, this one I know is probably near and dear uh, to our hearts because there was a couple of uh, rumors going around about some of the animators from across the Spider-Verse complaining about working conditions and stuff like that when working on this film. And I think I read something about them having to redo the ending of the movie five times, like in the last uh, X amount of weeks, like leading up to the, you know, the wrapping of the film. And there was some other comments out there that I had read about. They didn't think that they were going to, that there was, I think one animator said that there's no way that Beyond the Spider-Verse will release in March of next year. Yeah. That they're just way too behind to be able to meet that, that date. Uh, I know I still haven't seen the movie. I still haven't seen Across the Spider-Verse. I know, I know that probably, I know you're probably like, what the hell's wrong with this guy? Like, how, why, how, why has he not seen it? But uh, yeah. This this kind of couples in with all the kind of what we're hearing across the board over and over and over oh, from yeah, just, people just that, that, that that yeah that animate stuff. So uh, yeah, I mean, it's just something to look out for in terms of uh, if we're gonna get some more people coming out and kind of saying the same thing about which is uh, which is nuts right? because it's kind of like we you know the writer strike and again and it always blows my mind that when it comes to people getting credit for these things again we mentioned it writers really never get really never get credit for any of these things now we have animators especially when it comes to these things that are just animated so beautifully 
you know, they're not really getting credit for these things either. At the end of the day, you know, Hollywood in general, it's always just a select few that get all the credit. But, you know, as far as like working conditions and pay and stuff like that, you know, hey, you got to pay the people who are involved with a million dollar film, dude. You know what I mean? The, when it comes to these type of films, they're making so much stupid money that I don't get how you don't, you know, just make it sustainable for everybody involved you know what i mean so i i, I hope you know if, if this is if it's true it seems like it's true just you gotta you gotta get your 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 eggs in order and kind of figure figure shit out because again it's not the first ones again it's happened across anime in general also and now it's happening across you know here and, and that sucks that sucks for everybody involved that sucks for the the animators and again just if that's the case make it sustainable make it hard work and just give, give them time to breathe man because it sucks for something to go down in value because the head honchos are not supporting their workers correctly you know what i mean especially yeah. being a teacher it hits home <laughs> yeah especially for some for like a property right now that is kind of on top of the world you oh, know yeah. with spider-man doing as well as it as it did uh very much praised for how it looked for the art for the colors and everything being so nice and then uh you know it's it, it really makes you think uh you know as as a fan right and as somebody that's gonna go out and watch these movies it's really exciting to hear that you know you're only gonna have to wait one more year for the next movie but then like but then you hear stuff like this and you think like man like so they're expect so the animators say that they're behind and they say that they were kind of taken advantage of or they were put in undesirable conditions and stuff like that to make this movie so now you're telling me that they're gonna expect these people to make this movie and have this quick turnaround in a year like yeah. so what what's what's the next story there like you know you don't want these people to to you want these people to have fun and be compensated for their work that are going to put out these beautiful looking movies, these fun looking movies that we're all going to enjoy. You don't want it to be built on the back of these people that, you know, are mistreated or feel mistreated in any way. Right. So, mm -hmm. you know, just come on, man, get with it. No, no, exactly. exactly. <laughs> take, take care of your peeps. And again, I'm right. Big proponents. And, and if something's delayed, it's delayed for good reason. You know, just again, as long as it gets done, we don't mind delays. By all means, they got to do what they got to do. Yeah. So with that, we'll jump over to gaming. Uh, Gears of War, which was notably uh, absent from this last uh, Microsoft presentation, uh, reportedly has something big and impressive in the works for the series. Uh, their developers named The Coalition. Uh, so I'm reading this off of a website called uh, TwistedVoxel.com. Uh, I, I, I'm not too familiar with this website, but they seem to have a lot of stuff here about gaming and stuff like that. So, I mean, take it for what it is that, uh, for those Gears fans that were sad that we didn't see anything, supposedly something big in the works. So one of those, we just shocked. have to, we just have to wait and see. Yeah. I know. I know you, you said that was gears. one of the biggest ones. I thought, I thought for sure we were getting gears. It, it just made a lot of sense, dude. But, and if, if there's a, if there's impressive things coming for Gears of War, by all means i know whether it's i guess more of the same or using gears for different things i, I know they tried it where they had a gears of war like tactical type game also and they had a was obviously their gears of war staple so again if we get more more things with gears of war that'd be great 
I know one of the things that people are always chiming about is a Gears of War series. If they can even announce a Gears of War series, by all means, feel free to do so too, right? I think, so I, I, think I think we have that coming, right? We just haven't seen it? anything. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty yeah. sure we have we have things coming uh, to Netflix. Okay, then I, again, there's for whatever for whatever comes out. I think the Gears of War fans deserve a little something coming their way. Yeah, if. Uh... We had we had this uh, we had this announcement I think a while back, but this would have been the time to show us, you know, this is who we're thinking of casting or giving us just a teaser of anything. But I guess if there is really big things coming, like hopefully it's worth the wait. Yeah. I I don't know. I mean, Gears of War itself is a very very different kind of shooter from the things that we usually play. I mean, I know for one, it's third person. Uh, the last game we got, I believe, was in 2019. So, uh, so yeah, that that was Gears of War Five. So let's see what uh, what they have coming. I know uh, a lot of people have been saying, you know, that every game in some form or fashion should have a BR. So maybe maybe that's what it is. Maybe they're building a Gears of War BR, which I think Omar would probably just lose his mind over. Uh, it's just one of those games that's just very very different, very very polarizing. Uh, you're either about it or you're not. But uh, it, it's it's a lot of fun. I know. Me in particular, I do have a fun time with multiplayer, uh, but the horde mode for me, which is essentially like their type of like Call of Duty zombie mode, is what I love. So uh, yeah, well, well, it's another one of those wait and see kind of things. Yeah, I did mention at the top of the show that uh, I've been watching the Overwatch uh, World Cup. The qualifiers are still ongoing. Started on Thursday, and uh, go throughout the weekend. Uh, different countries are going to try to compete to qualify to be playing at BlizzCon eventually and see who's going to have the bragging rights. I did get to check out the our defending champs, the United States, actually won the last World Cup. So uh, they, they're looking very, very strong. South Korea also looks ridiculously good. Uh, Saudi Arabia is looking really, really good with, their, the, with the world's greatest Farah in Yazan. You know, that guy is a ridiculous Farah player. You know, if you're familiar with Overwatch, or you're into the competitive scene at all. You'll know that this guy at any given time has like five or six of the slots of like the top 10 uh, DPS characters. He'll have like five or six accounts. I think the most I've ever seen was like maybe nine or 10 accounts in the top 10. He had all of them, all the top 10 slots, all his, all his accounts. So it's interesting to see all the different philosophies and stuff like that. Uh most notably, some of the best plays that I've seen, I haven't seen. I, I, you can't watch everything because it's going on all, all throughout the day, all the different regions. But the, bis the most notable plays that I've seen have actually been Echo copies of supports. There was one today where this, uh, this Team A had lost uh, their support. Their Ana, I think so. Team A's Echo copied the other team's Kiriko so that he could Suzu his Mercy to revive their Ana so that the Ana could then nano their monkey so that monkey could go and kill the team. And I was like, man, like these guys think of this like on the fly and kind of. They they have to they have to have some of these things in mind like with the pro with the practice and all that that they have but you know some of these big brain plays I think there was one yesterday where uh, a lot of people were praising that also an echo copied an Ana on the other team and 
they had two Anas, and basically they... Did they have two Anas or had they lost their Ana? I, I don't remember exactly, but they were talking about that he had copied the Ana and in a, in a split second decided to copy the Ana so that he could uh, antenate the other team so that they could finish off the kill and get a cap because that they were kind of in trouble of, of the fight was flipping in the other team's direction. So it, it's just really cool to watch. It brings a lot of the Overwatch community together. I know we can be a toxic community at times to each other, but uh, this, is, this is a good time. This is a real good time. Uh, also this week, Blizzard revealed the new competitive rank distribution. I don't know if you got to see this at all, but I thought it was really interesting. Uh, there's like a little chart here where you can see like all the PC players and how, uh, you know, now the majority of people seem to be in gold rather than platinum like it was in last game. I don't know if this has to do with like them going free to play. So a lot of newer people are playing Overwatch. A lot more people are playing Overwatch, and then they're saying that they're going to try to make some changes to help some people be able to climb a little bit better. And even though you see GM here on this chart being, like, super, super small, they actually say that there's a lot more Grandmasters in Overwatch 2 than there were in Part 1. What, what chart are you looking at? Uh, I, it's here in the, in the gaming uh, portion oh, yeah, of the, yeah, yeah, of the yeah, Discord. Yeah, you can, see, you can see the chart here with the little orange distribution. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it, it's pretty interesting. Just I, I always like when they fill us in, like with these little things about the game. Just uh, you know, they give us numbers and stuff like that. It's always pretty pretty cool. I think. Uh, last thing in sticking with Blizzard is Blizzard has confirmed that uh, for those Diablo Four fans that are uh, grinding and trying to rank up their characters and stuff, we are gonna have to have seasonal characters required to progress our battle passes which is going to start in season one sometime in July. So I know there's a lot of pushback on this because uh, for people like myself that like to play different characters, eventually I'm going to have to make a new character once uh, the battle pass does drop in July. So should I make the same character? Should I wait to play other characters and just focus on my first character? And once the, the battle pass comes out, that's when I start my new character. Uh, so I know it's, kind of the model been the model for diablo players but when it's uh when the seasonal thing is kind of tied to battle passes and pro and that kind of progression uh i don't know i i i, I kind of feel some sort of way like so this means every time there's a new battle pass i'm gonna be forced to make a new character um I, it, it seems like the that's turning a lot of people off of this game how do you feel about this grinding for the sake to be grindy is a no-go and whenever it feels and this is me personally whenever the feel whenever i feel like the game or the developers don't appreciate your time that sucks and i know they do a good job of that there in the beginning whether it's a campaign or game for your first character but when it comes to something like that like in a battle pass where i'm gonna be honest i might not even you know get through so much i'll play i, I still play uh every once in a while but like to have the time to create new characters, new characters or battle pass. And I guess they had to find a way to get their battle pass system in check and in place. So, you know, very much aligned to kind of like Diablo 3. But when Diablo 3, when we made a character, you know, we kind of just rolled with it. And then the next thing came out and we kind of just rolled with it and made a new character also. Um, so again, it's just, I don't know, whenever, and it, and it goes back to that, just, you know, I, I would like for them to, re to respect my time in some former fashion and in that case where it's kind of like well you're gonna 
make me create start from scratch a new character to go through this battle pass just for the sake of being grindy and just to again because at the end of the day you're just trying to you're just trying your damn best to fill out this battle pass is that all i'm doing for the game you know what i mean uh and what multiplayer aspect and what competitive aspect am i trying to you know get through this i'm not sure but again that's just something that was a little weird for me you know when they when they kind of released it i know you had we had talked about it a while back also and i was like well yeah didn't think to kind of do that for diablo 3 but in this case it's kind of like just just you it's it's weird it's a weird little thing yeah it's the battle kind of, pass is something you pay for right yeah. so so having to invest that money and them saying okay well you gave us your money now start again yeah, and it, it's really weird. I think Diablo and their monetary aspects of the game have been weird from the get-go. Hey, it's 70, 80 bucks, 800 bucks, here you go, bang. Oh, but by the way, if you want this real nice skin, give us another 20 bucks, and bang, by the way, we're not just going to give you a battle pass and to grind as, as you like. No, you got to start again. Oh, guess what? Hey, you got to start again on the next one. Hey, guess what? You got to start again on the next one. So all of a sudden, I'm being tied to what direction I'm going to be playing this game because like you had mentioned uh just do you want to play a character now do you want to play a character later well no i'll wait to play the character later but i don't know if maybe if diablo's kind of shooting themselves in the foot because this game does have its hardcore fan base so we're going to play it just like we play overwatch they're going to be playing this game you know completely but i wouldn't think that they would be okay with surviving off just the hardcore players right you gotta and again this goes in my mind when it comes to stuff like this across every single board you have to appeal to the hardcore players and to the casual players right because these are the guys spending money on the game and if i like and we and we said right i've said if there's ever a skin i really really like and my my main just being a necromancer that's all that's all i played ever since i played diablo just necromancer if there was a skin i really really liked maybe i might just buy a skin just to have that you know on my necromancer but to make multiple multiple characters and just hey man just, you know on everything just tied behind locked behind some aspect of the game that's a little weird and I, I think that's just kind of detrimental to a person's time you know what i mean yeah. and ultimately I, I, that's what it comes down to me just the grind man jesus yeah especially with what uh, what kind of numbers they did here at the beginning like with the launch like they were hugely successful so uh again this is just the initial announcement and the confirmation that this is how these things are going to go now i think not not really for the hardcore going to play no matter what audience but for the other you know the other groups of people the casuals the people that are learning for the first time stuff like that um i think it's going to be wholly dependent on what else is going to accompany the battle passes um you know if it's simply the battle passes out. Now you're going to do the exact same thing. You're going to grind dungeons and do uh, hell tides and the world events and world bosses over and over and over again. Like that's, that is going to just be exactly what you said. Them shooting themselves in the foot. Now, if they come out with some other kind of content, like more of a raid type system or, you know, more story content, more missions, more stuff like that, which if you, when you finish the game, like, it kind of seems like there's more to do, like there's going to be more to do. And we know there is DLC coming, but how soon, who knows? Uh, if also, I'm sure it's not going to happen every battle pass, but if they do something like every other battle pass where there's a new character, like that makes sense. Okay, here's a battle pass. Here's a brand new class. 
you know, check it out. You know, yeah. that'll bring a lot of people back. So yeah, it, it, it depends how they do it. But there needs to be adequate content and not just doing the same thing over and over every single battle pass, every season. Or else it's not going to be enough of like that carrot on a stick for people to want to enjoy. It's going to become a chore. And yeah. that's exactly what you don't want uh, to, to, to present like to your fan base, to your player base. Because, so, yeah. Keep in mind that, that, again, they're competing with every single game that comes out. You know, Final Fantasy 16 just came out. You know what I mean? Like, who's to stop players from just saying, eh, go, in, go and play something else? You know, people with backlogs, you know, how do you, how do you keep the current player currently playing your game, especially with everything else that's coming out? And that's tough. And there's a lot of new things coming out. And again, I know, like, in my case, I'm always kind of switching bang, bang, bang. And every once in a while, I'll always come back and play a little something, something, right? But I would, I would like for there, for like you mentioned, if a new character for a reason for me to come back, eh? you know, if the necromancer just got a whole new skill branch or something like that, yeah, that would be kind of cool to see. I, I don't expect them to do that, obviously, right? But like just as an example, um, what's going to get me to come back and play again when I've moved on already? You know what I mean? Yeah. So that that's going to be something to look out for. More information. Again, it's not coming till next next month. So let's see what they tell us between now and then. There are going to be some drops and different little things going on between now and then as well. So uh, look out for those, for those of you that like to watch uh, streams and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, let, let's, let's see what they, what they bring us. Because as of now, this is kind of controversial. But let's see what, what, what's mixed uh, here and there and in between all those uh, battle passes and stuff. Uh, I think we're done with the Blizzard stuff. Um, E3. E3 is up next. E3 2024 and 2025 have been officially canceled according to the Los Angeles City Tourism Board. This is something that I know has we've been we've we opened up our podcast talking about E3 uh, at the very beginning. And, uh, you know, we've continued to cover like, you know, E3. Is it happening? Is it dying? Is it coming back? Do we think it'll ever come back? Well, uh, at least for the next two years, we know E3 is not happening. So who knows if it'll ever come back? Uh, but uh, at least for the next two years, it's everybody's kind of con- uh, continue doing their own thing. Yeah, I know people have mentioned, you know, they had been on the down already for years before. And I mean, whether they come back and restart and, you know, maybe rebrand themselves as something else, you know, and, and that might be the plan. And if not, then, you know, we'll just keep doing what what we're currently doing and summer game fest might be the next premiere thing and or we you know we'll see i've always enjoyed the spectacle i've always enjoyed the show i've always enjoyed just kind of like the um the festival and thing that surrounds just oh new games here everything's here we have these these three days here we're gonna get all kinds of new information you kind of just salivate eat, eat everything up instead of you know some people do like everything kind of spread out so but we'll see we'll see what happens we'll see where we go and what happens in the next few years for e3 yeah so We'll we'll see. At least uh, we'll be looking out for 2026. Yeah. <laughs> um, something else I think that I just saw today, which I know you and I aren't too into, but uh, Valorant had their new agent announced. It'll be an agent called Deadlock, which will be releasing June 27th of 2023, which is, you know, three days from now. So uh, I did get a look at this character has some insane abilities one that i saw that looks like an alt to me uh and basically what it is is like think of spider-man right spider-man but it's like a it's kind of like a 
like a, more of a techie kind of web that like you throw at somebody and you you put them like in a little cocoon and once you make put them into a cocoon you start to pull them towards you like it's slow if if that cocoon makes its way all the way to you that person insta dies but uh their teammates can shoot them out of the cocoon like as it's coming to you so you kind of like get somebody grab them and start pulling them towards you and then either push uh, I, I don't know exactly how it's going to work, but it just looked crazy. Uh, so, yeah, for those Valorant fans out there, uh, new agent coming in the next couple of days, and the kit looks insane. So, be ready for that. Uh, no comments for me. I'll play Valorant. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't really either, but, I mean, it's a, they, they're, they're, they're at that point where they're constantly putting out new agents and... You know, the abilities on this one look insane. Like, you got to look it up. Like, it, it looks crazy. It would be something interesting. Because there's always been that comparison of, like, Valorant and, and Overwatch, like, I always kind of check out, like, what they're doing in terms of innovation for their characters. And there are some things that are real similar. You know, they are, at its base, like, very different kinds of games. But just because there are kits and powers and stuff like that, I always try and keep up with, like, other games that have different things like that abilities and kits because i'm always looking for hopefully some innovative stuff for for our for our game right yeah or i guess comparisons also i know what is it they say um um it's not it's not mimicry but it's like um being the same as a as a serious form of flattery what's it called man yeah. I, mean, I know these things you know you know what i'm talking about right it's imitation imitation is the that's what it is imitation is the um it's Bond, something fondest, yeah. That's what it I think is. So. I think so too. I'm gonna roll with that. <laughs> Imitation is the sincerest form sincerest of flattery. Sincerest form of flattery. There you go. There we go. <clears throat> we, we we got there. We got there. Yeah, yeah. I had to leave a little bit of process of elimination here. I had to I had to speak it out. Yeah. So uh last couple things I have. This is actually two different subsections of gaming. The first one we'll cover is the FTC stuff that's been coming out. There's been some real interesting and crazy stuff coming out of this FTC, uh, which is the Federal Trade Commission proceeding for whether or not they're going to allow uh, Microsoft to complete their deal in purchasing Activision Blizzard. Uh, one of the first things which you talked about, it, it, it made me think about, about it right away when you said earlier... You referenced uh, shooting yourselves in the foot. Uh, the, Son the people at Sony have said that if the Activision Call of Duty merger goes through and is acquired by Microsoft, it would possibly withhold PlayStation 6 details from the makers, which suggests that it could possibly negatively impact uh, the console's development. Uh, in terms of like what the game is going to run, how the game is going to run mm -hmm. on their system, which makes me think of that meme. What's the name of the, the, uh, the comedian Eric Andre? Is that his name? Do you know that meme format where like he's, he's like, oh, he, there's somebody yeah, on the couch behind him and like he, he shoots, shoots them. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. He's like, why would they do this? Like, yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, their complaint from the very beginning has been that they might withhold this game from us or if they 
ship it to us, they're going to give us an inferior product. They might not give us something that runs well on our console. And here, like, this indicates that they're doing it to themselves. Yeah. Or could. You know, so that that was a weird, weird thing that I read. Uh, Then uh, we did get some some actual news uh, in that Microsoft is going to be uh, increasing the prices of consoles and uh, Game Pass. Nothing, nothing too, too crazy. If I'm not mistaken, I think the normal Game Pass subscription was gonna go up a dollar, and the Game Pass Ultimate, I think, was gonna go up like what two to three dollars. Two dollars, I think. Yeah, let me check here. Yeah, nine ninety nine base subscription up to ten ninety nine, and then the Ultimate was gonna go from fourteen ninety nine to sixteen ninety nine. So yeah. two, two dollars. Yeah. So nothing too crazy. A dollar and two dollars. I mean, for the for we're both. If you've listened to us before, you know that we're both Game Pass. Uh, uh, enthusiast, yeah. So, I mean, that's that. That's nothing. <laughs> that's nothing. So, uh, what else do I got here? Uh, along with that, Microsoft and its FTC proceedings has uh, stated that they expect the new Xbox and PlayStation uh, consoles to launch in, in 2028. Yeah. So, when they said that, I was, uh, my first thing was like, "Hey, I don't really want to hear about next generation. I don't. Really, I don't want anything to." You know these guys are on their crazy trip, and I, mean, Rico and I have talked about it also when it came, when it comes to just the whole the whole thing between um, Phil Spencer and uh, what's his name uh, from Sony. Um, uh, I don't remember his name. Jim Jim Ryan, and I'm just man. Like at some points, they make good points. Or at some of the points, like they're kind of squabbling like kids. You know what I mean? And it's kind of like, hey man, this is like. It's an FTC proceeding. It's, you know, whether Xbox gets it or not. And instead of, you know, what it looks like, you would expect them to kind of have, like, uh, details, facts, paperwork, all these things, you know, kind of back stuff stuff. Because at the end of the day, data statistics are key, when it, I, I feel, when it comes to these things. But it's just, oh, we're, we're going to do this if this happens. Or I'm going to make sure this happens. Or, um, you know, this is going to this is gonna happen over here in six years. So this might not happen. It's, it's, I'm always just kind of like, what the hell? are these people like going on about and at the end of the day and again it seems like Rico had mentioned that Jim Ryan for whatever reason is just he's whether he's shooting himself in the foot whether he's just and I think that one of the reports was like we're gonna be okay now all of a sudden he seems like he's kind of taking the passive aggressive approach to it and Phil Spencer is trying his damn best to make sure that this thing goes through and I think the proceedings right now are saying the FTC did not have a very strong case to begin with and I know I kind of mentioned a thing like I'm not sure what FTC is like in their lawyers but you know Xbox lawyers are probably up there with and again I, I think at the pinnacle are Disney lawyers I know Disney lawyers or something else so are Nintendo lawyers right but you know Xbox just Hunting judges, I'm gonna do whatever it takes to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation because that seems to be a thing. But then PlayStation saying, "Oh, you know, if that does happen, it's gonna be an inferior product, or we can't give them schematics or anything to a PS to our PS6." Which again does make sense, right? Because you're giving a rival company um, blueprints to something that you know is going to um, directly affect just the market in general, right? And then just kind of detailing some of the background stuff that we're kind of hearing so it's interesting it's interesting altogether i i'm i have been keeping up with it and it's just weird to say the least and i, I don't know if there's any any better word to sum up or summarize what the hell this ftc proceeding has been like 
Yeah, it's really just been a clusterfuck, right? To be <laughs> to be honest, but the reason what what sucks is like it's cool that we're getting some of this news out, but it's happening because the FTC is asking these questions about well, when's your new Xbox? When's the new PlayStation? Like, when will we know? When will the if, if they're gonna withhold uh, information from their new from their new console, like? When is that console due out? When is your next console? What about the whole cloud thing? What about this? Like, they're they're digging for any and every inf- every speck of information so that they can make a decision, right? So that's yeah. why Xbox had to release this saying: in the next five years, we'll probably have our console, and you know they probably will too. Is our estimation, uh, you know? And in that same vein, I think they also had to say that. Uh, they got onto the topic somehow. I think, I'm not sure if it was the FTC or if this was something else, but I know they also recently let out that uh, the new Elder Scrolls game uh, is something that is going to be uh, exclusive to them, I think, <coughs> because they did uh, bring up a lot of stuff about Bethesda. Uh, so the new Elder Scrolls game is going to be, I think they said, at least five years away. Yeah. Uh, so... So we know that that's not going to be out for a while because I know there was a lot of discussion about uh, about Starfield that initially before they purchased Bethesda, that Starfield was actually in talks to be an exclusive for the PlayStation. Mm-hmm. And then they decided, no, like we don't want that to happen. So they ended up just saying, you know what, to hell with the game, we're going to buy the whole company. <laughs> so that was pretty crazy. And... Uh, it's it's just been this craziness of just uh just like like you said like they're like like it's like they're children right playing with like these things that we want to we just want to enjoy and like we're following it because it's like this over dramatized thing they should honestly they should make a series about this and just dramatize it up the ass i bet they don't even have to dramatize it that much hey dude probably not man i think i watched a documentary on what the hell these guys have been saying <laughs> Yeah, one of the last things that I have here and is actually a quote from Phil Spencer that was, to me, like, was like, wow, like, what a thing to say. And this is what he said. And this is, this is in reference to PlayStation's behavior within the market of gaming. <clears throat> he says, every time we ship a game on PlayStation, Sony captures 30% of the revenue that we do on their platform. And then they use that money among other revenue that they have to do things to try to reduce Xbox's survival on the market. I was like, damn. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, when it comes, if you have that as statistics and data and, and facts and in, in, so in paper format, and you have a paper trail about something like that, that's something that, hey, man, you can use. And that's what I was expecting to see more of, stuff like that. So at least there's a little something. I, I did read up about something like that where PlayStation is like they withhold things timed exclusives you know things of that nature are it's a lot of playstation type stuff that you kind of see that with and only playstation when it comes to timed exclusives and stuff you know what i mean so it's it's interesting to see man yeah i thought i thought that was a crazy you know just saying they make 30 percent of all the games of revenue for all the games that we give them and they're using that to try and shut us down like that's that's wild because yeah. like as a as a gamer and i'm i'm an xbox gamer like i'm not i'm not gonna lie i'm a, I, i'm on xbox 
I do play also Nintendo. I do play on PC and stuff like that. But I've never ever owned a PlayStation. But I've never wanted PlayStation to go out of business. I've never said like I've never been of that mindset that like I'm glad that this is an exclusive to our console because like GG get fucked nerds. Like I I I I don't get why why we have this battle like we're all gamers like we all should be able to enjoy what we got and stuff like this so this is crazy i mean in their case i get it because they're they're competing for for millions and billions of dollars so i I get that aspect but it's just crazy how how uh we're still at this 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 whole console war thing yeah and and then microsoft says oh we lost the console wars i said man when the hell when the hell was it like and i get it competition capitalism all that shit and nintendo it's it's just kind of taking a seat back like hey man we're gonna we got our first party title we gotta worry about anything you know what i mean and it's just crazy because microsoft when they said oh console wars i said man that's that's the thing and at the end of the day i play i play everything i own everything I don't want to miss anything, but I've always, and, and I've, I've mentioned it before, used PlayStation as my first party, my story mode games. I love their, their first party titles, and my multiplayer has always been more Xbox. Xbox, PC is what I'm playing on. Then, of course, your first party titles, uh, titles for Nintendo, but I don't want anybody to kind of go out of business. I want to be able to play things, things or have the option to play whatever I want, whenever I want. You know, it'd be kind of weird for there to be some sort of exclusive universal system that'd be totally off the rails. You know what I mean? Where Xbox, Sony, Nintendo have always thrived off the competition. And it's kind of weird that Sony, you know, is being kind of shunned as this weird company corporation that's just trying to monopolize everything. I've never really kind of got that from them. Now it's kind of being said and thrown out there. I'm kind of like, what the hell is going on here, man? And like Rico mentioned, it's just, it's just something that's crazy, crazy going on over there. So we'll see what happens and what transpires in the next, again, however long the preceding stake. So. Yeah. And I know that, I know that the big thing is the big thing out there is call of duty because call of duty for what it is, it's still one of the oh, biggest games, yeah. one of the like the the hottest selling games, and just one that every single year people just go out for buy. It's just that perfect casual game that everybody at some point has played, will play, or whatever. I know more of our dog in this fight is Overwatch, and we just want to see good things come come to Overwatch and see what Microsoft. Uh, if Microsoft can inject, you know, some new life into the game and uh, support the people that are building the game and, you know, just see where it goes from there. Uh, I know there's been that craziness with the in the last couple of years at uh, at uh, Blizzard Activision. So, you know, we just kind of want to put that behind. Uh, we want to get that shit in the rearview mirror and just uh, start fresh, you know, and continue yeah. to play the, the games that we all love. The Call of Duty people, the... Overwatch people, the Diablo, the uh, Warcraft is another huge yeah. thing that I see, I feel like doesn't even get mentioned, which is nuts to me. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll see where this goes. And, uh, you know, we'll pivot here to like a little bit of a lighter note, uh, something fun. And we were kind of, we talked about it last week and hopefully it was going to happen. Uh, we got a Nintendo Direct. Yes. And uh, we'll be following this, uh, this list of things that were announced that uh, Marcus pulled up off of IGN where they have uh, everything that was announced in our June Nintendo Direct. Um, I honestly, I watched three parts of it. 
And that's all I really. That, that's really <laughs> all I wanted. There was three parts of it that I wanted to see, uh, and that I was very happy to see. So because I feel like Marcus probably knows a little bit more of what's going on, I'll kind of throw it over to him and let's see what he has to say. I know there was a a very interesting development in the Mario verse that people were talking about. So uh, I'll, I'll throw it over to you to let us know what happened in this Nintendo Direct. Alrighty, so yeah, like Rico mentioned, and I, again, I'm always, I'm always a sucker for Nintendo and their directs, and I, we had mentioned it, and I, I, I kind of said it's going Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday. That's typically when the days fall out. You can automatically cross out Monday or Friday, and yeah, we ended up getting one. But right off the bat, I did, I did post the everything announced on the on from the IGN website. But I'm going to head and pulled up the Nintendo Direct itself because the cool thing that you know YouTube does is you're able to see. Um, if you kind of go through the time steps in the bottom, which games were announced when. And it, it did open up with Pokemon. I immediately thought of Rico and they showed off more of the hidden treasure of Area Zero uh, oh, DLC yeah. that was coming. And I wanted to, and that's one of the parts you checked out, right? Oh, yeah. What'd you think of, what'd you think of the Area Zero stuff that they showed off? It was nice to see a little bit more of the, uh, of the areas. Uh, most notably, like some of the Pokemon that we are going to see that are coming back. You know, I know a lot of people's gripes with Pokemon games is when we get new games, sometimes some of their favorites are missing. I know uh, Apom and Ambipom are some that people love. We got a, a look at some of the new characters too, a, a little yeah, bit closer yeah. look. Those are cool. Which uh, they're, they're always pretty good. We got a better look at, at the some of the new legendaries coming. Um, so I, I'm all for it. You know, I didn't expect anything crazy in terms of Pokemon news, but I know that if we get something it's usually gonna be uh you know one of the miscellaneous games which we'll get into later but in terms of this i was just very happy that they expanded anytime you show me pokemon and you're gonna show me pokemon coming back and pokemon coming uh out with dlc and stuff like that i'm gonna be happy like i'm i'm easy <laughs> yeah gg I, easy yeah. hurry hurry up and come out and that was the only that wasn't the only Pokemon stuff. But I, again, I am following the presentation, so I get to the Pokemon stuff in a bit. Um, as I go, I'm just going to kind of mention some of the things that were announced, and I will talk about more of the things that I thought were interesting. So right off the bat, we did get Sonic Superstars and the, the 2D Sonic, which does feature Knuckles, um, Amy Rose, and Tails. So if you're a Sonic fan, especially the 2D stuff, by all means, Sonic Superstars looked very, very good. We had Palia, we had Myth Force, and then we had Persona 5 Tactica. And again, Persona 5, anything Persona, I'm super into. They had mentioned Persona 5 already when on the Xbox showcase, but it is going to be for the Switch. Uh, one of the reports that I saw was Persona 3 might not be for Switch, but then somebody else said it might. It might not be, so um, that might be something more to look into if you're hoping to have Persona on Switch. Uh, Splatoon 3, the Splatfest. Again, I know there's a huge, huge Splatoon um, community, and it's, it's so big that, as a matter of fact, I think the Wii U servers for, for uh, Splatoon are still up and kicking, so that says a lot. So there's a lot of people playing Splatoon, so uh, Splatoon 3, uh, Splatfest, July 2023. I believe that already started. And then going into the next Pokemon stuff, and this is what I also want to get Rico's thoughts on, because I don't know if Rico's ever played a Detective Pikachu game, but Detective Pikachu Returns, and this is one of those spinoff titles where, again, Pikachu is a detective, and in this case, he does have a voice actor, so I wanted to get your thoughts on the trailer and the way Pikachu sounded. Because it's not Ryan Reynolds, by the way. 
<laughs> yeah, I never. I I to answer your first question, I've never played a Detective Pikachu game. I didn't play the 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 earlier one, but uh, yeah, I guess. Uh, I guess the the game looked good. I thought I thought it looked good. I got to see a little bit of uh, Growlithe. I got to see more Pico. You know, I guess the shocker of Pikachu having a voice actor is not as crazy because of the movie that came out. Yeah, yeah. you mentioned like Ryan Reynolds. So uh, <laughs> I definitely will be giving this one a shot. Uh, the date I see here is October sixth. So yeah. it's a a good ways away still, but uh, I'll be giving it a shot. Something well, else. Something else, going going back to the, the Scarlet and Violet DLC, they also did, I, I mentioned at the top of the show that I've been grinding Pokemon for a reason. They announced that they are putting uh, Gimmigul, one of the latest uh, Pokemon in raids, in event raids, and they're making it shiny for the first time. So this is right now the only way to get this Pokemon shiny. So they put him in raids, they're not very hard rates, but something that they did is they made it like the base level shiny odds. So it's like one in 4,000 chance of getting a shiny in these rates. And this is one of those Pokemon that the difference in the shiny to like the base color palette is very, very minimal. So it is a grind right now. Like for the Pokemon fandom out there and the shiny hunters, we're putting in work trying to get this pokemon and it is rough out here for us shiny hunters man God. that sounds that sounds gotcha man just because again just grinding in general oh man yeah which is fun in the meantime you know you're still gathering like rare candies uh nuggets yeah for different the things like that, if you don't get it right but still like in the pro like the the thought of it being the base shiny rate i don't know why they didn't give it at least like a double uh, chance or something like that or throw in a modifier also if you have the shiny charm and all that kind of stuff but yeah nonetheless i just forgot to mention that at the top but back to detective pikachu what did you yeah. think about it i honestly i thought it was cool um i've never played a detective pikachu game one of the small little things that i actually liked a lot and enjoyed just because in the main games um you have the pokemon cries but in this one all the pokemon were they had a different sound to them um like Magikarp was saying, carp, 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 carp. And I was like, yeah, that is, you know, just a different ways of, you know, Pokemon just expressing themselves. I know in the anime, they do that a lot, right? Where they kind of do say that someone say their names or they say like a little rendition of their name and stuff like that. So that was cool to see here in the game and a, a cool little nod here, but we'll see, yeah. we'll see if, how it goes. If I'm not mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, I think the only Pokemon that has had a signature cry across all generations is Pikachu. And for the most part, most of the games, uh, well, no, actually, that didn't start till later because at the beginning, Pikachu did have his standard little cry that I remember. So maybe not, no, maybe. So it started at some point. I, I need to go back and find it where exactly he started saying his name. Mm -hmm. Because since a certain game, he said his name, uh, like in the anime and like in, you know, movies and stuff like that. Versus everybody else kind of just had like their little sound, their cry. So, yeah, that, that's going to be, that's actually pretty cool. I didn't really pay attention to that, but that, that's awesome. That is, and it was very appealing. And I, with Mewtwo even, they're talking and stuff like that. Again, it's, it's very reminiscent to the movie. So I think that's kind of, they're playing off the success of. I know I'm pretty hyped for it. I know Rico is going to be hyped for it, but 
um, yeah, with that said, it's going to continue on with some, and I very expected, very expected Mario news. And we we got a slew of Mario stuff. Um, just right from here on out, we didn't get, which I thought we were going to get a teaser at the end of this, um, of a new Mario 3D game. We didn't get that as far as, like I guess, Super Mario Odyssey 2 or something along those lines. We didn't get that, but um, we did get something else, which I'll mention in a bit. One of the leakers actually had actually said we're gonna get two new games, a new 2.5D uh, Mario game and a remake of a de- beloved classic. Well, that beloved classic ended up being not just a beloved classic, but just one of the greatest Mario games ever in Super Mario RPG. Super Mario RPG and the Legend of the Seven Stars came out for Super Nintendo. It's actually one of the few games that Daniels beat. And when we when they the music came on and stuff like that, like I know people were hyped. Um, I know uh, uh, what's his name. Uh, Gino's was actually one of the characters that people have been wanting. Just in any, just an inkling of any sort, any fashion of any sort. So the fact that they released just what looks like a again bottom from the ground up type remake it's it's going to be awesome uh it's going to be awesome to see it's going to be fun to play for those of you who have not played a great just story mario game this would be an amazing entry just to get started somewhere and again there are it's an rpg uh you do have gino you do have malo uh, you do have you play as bowser peach and you do have your party members and stuff like that as you kind of get through um a very final fantasy old final fantasy again turn-based game um but for example, in this one, when you throw a, a shell, if you press A at a certain time, the shell will do more damage and stuff like that. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be amazing. And again, it's going to look awesome. And, and even then, the Super Mario RPG one uh, for Super Nintendo held up beautifully, and it still holds up beautifully. It would be awesome if they packaged the OG in some sort of fashion um, with this one, because again, they both hold up, and it'd be awesome to see. Uh, did you get a chance to see that? I, I, that, that, I got to talk about it, because that was one of like the you know main points there. One of the ones that caught my eye. Uh, I, I I saw a couple of things. Uh, this one I didn't see, but I I only saw a handful of things. I ended up seeing, uh, so obviously the Pokemon stuff. I went back and watched. I went back and watched uh, uh, another thing that we'll talk about here in a second. Okay. Uh, but I I didn't get to catch that one. Yeah, it's again that for Mario fans was huge, huge. Might even, might even have even been bigger than the Mario stuff that uh, we're talking about a little later on. But the other thing, which I thought was great sticking with Mario is Princess Peach is getting her own game. She's gonna be the main character of her own game. And all I gotta say, it's about damn time because Princess Peach has been the pinnacle of just the damsel in distress and we know exactly what type of badass that she can be so that's going to be a lot of fun to see and what type of game it's going to be hell toad got his own game before princess peach did you know in, in, in toad tracker so that's crazy yeah that, that's what i'm saying so princess peach getting her own game awesome and sticking with that is luigi's mansion dark moon getting a visually enhanced version dark moon came out for the 3ds years ago and that is part two for those of you not aware um which is strange because luigi's mansion part one is also on 3ds and i'm not sure if maybe you know 
we have three and two on the switch but we don't have part one so i don't know if maybe part one will be announced later or available sometime later on maybe a package type thing we don't know but it'd be cool to have the luigi's mansion series as a whole available on one console so i'm, I'm really hoping for that um if you haven't played luigi's mansion part one two or three um get right on them get right on them wholeheartedly um next thing and we will go back tomorrow later on for good reason uh, they did announce the batman arkham trilogy on switch the entire trilogy the complete edition i'm not sure if rico saw that or not yeah uh, i i read about this amazing games amazing games especially if you're a a batman fan like myself they have some of the best uh renditions of some of the heroes most notably clayface man clayface i don't know if you ever played this game but the clayface in this game awesome i played part one and two i never played three I played. I played them years ago, um, but yeah, the, that, that, so that series is getting a complete collection on Switch, portable. Again, that's the aspect of it. And then we got something I find kind of interesting: when Gloomhaven, being one of the premier, if not the premier, board game, was well, getting some sort of 3D RPG rendition, turn-based thing going on here. If you're a Gloomhaven fan, or if you've never played Gloomhaven, I think this would be a good entry point just to kind of get into it. I know it's one of those games where the learning curve seems to be huge if you don't know anybody who plays but usually when it comes to video games they kind of do a little bit of hand holding so this might be a good gateway for even myself to try to get into the whole gloomhaven verse um but yeah gloomhaven came out uh just dance 2024 for you just dance fans we had silent hope fay farm hot wheels um manic mechanics again some of those more uh, smaller indie games i can uh, kind of shout out there mario and rabbit sparks of hope the dlc 2 the last spark was also introduced and then which brings me to the next game i find it kind of well not kind of super interesting and again just dragon quest in general i ha i have maybe like two or three of the games i've always tried to complete them but again they always look appealing because you are dealing with um the art from just Dragon Quest always looks good from, what's it, I think Akira also. Um, and in this case, it's called Dragon Quest Monsters, a Dark Prince, where it seems to be some sort of mechanic where you have to catch these monsters or, you know, do something with them, very Pokemon-esque. Um, so it did look interesting. It looked good. I think the, the main character looked awesome. And then we did get the Dragon, uh, the what looked like Solo, I think it was Dragon Quest VI. Um, he goes by the name of Solo there towards the end of the Dragon Quest Monsters thing. So that was interesting. I know the big, which leads me to my next point, the big, big thing for this Nintendo Direct was uh, Pikmin 4. Um, I've never played a Pikmin, and there's three before. I've just never played any of them. Never played any of them for the original GameCube. And if you haven't, it's a perfect time because they are... Um, I'm sorry, they did release digital versions of Pikmin 1 and 2 available already um on the nintendo eShop. so if you haven't played part one and two it'd be a great time to play them um and they showed off a lot of pikmin 4 pikmin 4 gameplay but like i said i've never played them um i'm not sure if it's anything that's up my alley because again i look at the gameplay i look at the trailer and i still don't know what the hell you're supposed to do or what type of game it is so but obviously there's a part four there's a fan base for them um did you catch anything from pikmin 4 or is that not something that caught your eye no, I knew uh, I knew beforehand because they had announced like that this uh, direct was going to have a lot more information on Pikmin. Never, just also never really been my kind of game. I know there's a gimmick. The only thing I, I still don't know the gimmick completely, but I know there's a gimmick to each color of Pikmin and what they do and stuff like that. But I honestly like I'm looking at it right now and I have no idea what's happening. 
<laughs> I just see this guy throwing the reds, and he has like that dog that follows him, which I think is new from what we talked about. Uh, yeah. With the initial announcement, like that, uh, the dog, the pet, or whatever is new here. So I just know that uh, the most I know about Pikmin is that Olimar's in Smash, and that's about it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. They're moving a Game Boy Advance SP. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, that was one of the uh, Easter eggs that they had that was part of the trailer where they're showing off a Game Boy Advance SP again, which Nintendo likes to throw Easter eggs or references or something. So maybe more Game Boy Advance games coming out later. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but yeah, not a lot of people for it just again because Rico and I aren't big on Pikmin. But moving on, there was a Metal Gear Solid collection announced, and this is volume one, volume one containing parts one. Parts 2, Son of Liberty, and Part 3, Snake Eater, as well as some of the old Metal Gear Solid Snake games that came out for the Super Nintendo Nintendo. Um, that's going to be available on one collection on October 24th, which, again, it says Volume 1. So that means we should be getting a Volume 2 Master Collection, which, again, will probably be um, Peace, Peace Walker. Is it Peace Walker? Uh, maybe Part 4 and Part 5. We don't know. Um, but there is going to be some more Ge Metal Gear Solid fan coming out later on, which will probably lead to a new entry, if I had to make a guess, because that's kind of the, the, the way they like to do things. Um, and then continuing on, go ahead. So, so, so with Pikmin, they did, I, I see here that they did release digital versions of 1 and 2. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. um, they, yeah, they did release it, and they're already available. And to, uh, like that day. That yeah, day they, they, they were available that day. Um, and they're actually selling very, very well. Chicken D shop yesterday, and they're selling very, very well. They're online. Um, so again, if you have not played Pikmin 1 and 2, it would be a very good entry point to start getting into them. Okay, um, I, know, I know the next the next thing you're about to get into is the other thing that I saw that I was super <laughs> pumped for. And I know how you said about the Bobo. Peach thing, about Bobo. damn time. About damn time for this yeah. one too. And not just that it's coming, but uh, another aspect they're going to add to it. Go ahead. Yeah, so again, uh, like Rico had mentioned already, um, and lots of mention. I know Rico's kind of pumped up for this because every time it's it's talked about and it's introduced in a new platform. But Vampire Survivors <laughs> finally coming to Switch, and again, portability, portability, portability. Not to say it's even on the phone, right? But just being able to play on your Switch, being able to start new. Um, I know Rico has just been all been on this since day one, and it's introduced me, myself, Andrew, and a slew of people. Um, to this game, uh, but yeah, Vampire Survivor will be available August seventeenth of this year. So if you have not played, you will not spend a better what was it dollar when it you bought three, it. It was three dollars, I think, initially. Yeah, three dollars, a better three dollars than this, right? So, I, so what do you have to say about this or what? Well, not only are we getting Van, Vampire Survivor, but they're also going to introduce couch co-op. Oh, that's right. Couch co-op. Co-op is coming to, to Vampire Survivor. So I'm, I'm pumped, dude, because Vampire Survivor is so much fun. But it, now, now imagine you have four heroes on the screen instead of just the one. Yeah, that's true. I, I totally miss that aspect. I'm glad you brought it up. And again, yeah, you myself. can see if you, if you go towards like the end of the, of the trailer. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I'm going. I'm at about. About 349, 350. Yeah, about there. You can see four people just going ham. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. So, if again, if you have not played this game, highly recommend it. And again, I know, thank you, Rico. Me and my, me and my, uh, Rico and Andrew have already put a good amount of time on this game, and it's very easy to pick up and go. And the whole objective of the game, Rico? 
Just stay alive. Stay alive. For how long? 30 minutes. And that's all you got to do, baby. <laughs> so if you, you haven't got played it. You got, you got 30 minutes to kill. Boom. There you go. And that's it. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's a lot of fun. I did think of Rico when that game came out again. Man, it's always funny. I've tried to see him in the because. Simplicity at its finest. It had no business being that addicting. But here we are. I we played it. I've, I have multiple. <laughs> I played it across multiple things, and now I'm gonna play it on on uh, Switch as well. So, likewise, likewise. All right. So, uh, continuing on, Headbangers Rhythm Royale. Um, it was a, a some sort of first person rhythm game. We also had Penny's Big Breakaway, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, showing off their booster course Pathway Five. And in case you're not familiar with that, where they introduced new characters. In this case, I believe it was the Wiggler. Um, it was uh, PD Piranha, and I think there was one more. And it's, I forgot the last one, but they introduced new courses and stuff like that. And that's always available with the. It's for well, not free, right? But if you pay for the family, the the um, the N64 with the Game Boy Advance and all that stuff. Uh, not the family thing. I think it's the upgraded version. You do get this automatically included. So if you have Mario Kart and you have that, then you already have it. If not, you are you can buy it separately. So if you're still on that Mario train, Wave Five just also dropped. Um, one of the other games that I've always and this is more the franchise that I've always wanted to get into has been the Star Ocean uh, franchise. There are several games. There are traditional RPG games and. We just got word that they are redoing, which is the second story, Star Ocean, the second story. This was called R because of Remake. Um, this originally came out, I believe, on PlayStation, and they have updated visuals, uh, very, what's that game? Uh, Octopath Traveler looking. So if you're an RPG fan, um, if you're a Star Ocean fan, I think this would be a great game to pick up, and especially play on Switch. I actually will be picking this up because I've always wanted to get into the series and to play a remake of one of the first ones that ever come out. I think that's awesome. So Star Ocean, a second story R uh, that will be releasing November 2nd, 2023. Um, and then we got one of the more other premiere games of WarioWare, which has been a while since a WarioWare game has, has come out. This is called War WarioWare Move It, which is just a bunch of micro mini games that have to be completed and no joke, eight to 10 seconds. And it's just a slew of these that just pop up and pop up and pop up. And they did take a little bit of the Wii part where you're going to use the nunchucks. You, or you use it, I'm sorry, in this case, Joy-Cons. You stick them, and the Joy-Cons is how you're going to be completing some of these mini-games that, that Wario's going to make you do. If not, you lose. If you never played a WarioWare game, they're a lot of fun. A lot of fun. I know there's a, a, a community for guys who like micro mini-games. So Wario Move It coming out. Uh, November 3rd of this year. If you're a WarioWare War fan, get ready. Um, anything, Rico, before I continue on? Anything no, go like for it. Go for All it. All right, so just to kind of finish off here, uh, there is a Nintendo Live thing that was um, mentioned, announced for September 2nd. It's they're gonna. It's almost like a, I guess, a festival. They're going to have uh, Super Smash Bros. Squad Strike Challenge, Super Smash Bros. Amiibo Plus Me Exhibition. So they're going to have a couple of things where Nintendo's going to be kind of showing off just, you know, different parts of their of their company so it does also looks like to be a um an Nintendo event more so there is there are registrations if you'd like to register just go online uh google it tomorrow nintendo live registration and you'll be able to find um the way to register and then the last two things and i, I again they showed off they did mention uh tears of the kingdom of course they did right i was not expecting them 
and I again to to announce uh, DLC not this early. It's only been a month since the game came out, so they came on they came on and they thanked us for playing it. And I was like, no, I don't. Th- I still didn't think we we're gonna get DLC. And again, I you know guessed correctly. It wasn't DLC, but they did say we were getting two new amiibos, and we're getting the amiibos in Zelda and in Ganondorf. So if you're an amiibo collector, these will be available a holiday 2023. I will be picking these up because I've always thought amiibos were very well done. Um, very well made. So um, if you're a amiibo collector, get ready holiday 2023. And this is already my prediction. We will be getting DLC, more Zelda DLC, more likely in our next um, September Nintendo Direct. Because remember, summer, September, and February. Those are three. So I do think we will get DLC for Zelda if you're hoping for DLC in September. So get ready for that. That's my prediction anyways. No, no, no leak, no nothing yet. It just makes perfect sense to me. Um, but yeah, and the last thing, and every time Nintendo Direct, they always finish off with a huge announcement, the big announcement for this one. And again, I was expecting, in this case, a Super Mario 3D game. You know, but they gave us that 2D.5. Remember earlier I mentioned how we were going to get a Mario, um, a new Mario game. When they didn't show off the the new Mario 2D game or whatever during the presentation, when they said, oh, this is our last presentation, I was like, oh, okay, it's going to be the, the 2D game, the new 2D Mario. And if you're not familiar with those, Mario, uh, Super Mario Bros. Wii U uh, Deluxe and Super Mario Bros. Luigi, where they added a... Um, that mechanic, that style, you know, modern art style with a 2D aspect to it. Um, Super Mario Bros. Wonder. And again, it's a 2D Mario game, just like where Mario existed or Mario was created. And one of the cool mechanics was that Mario's getting new um, new power-ups. You'll be able to play not only as Mario with his new power-ups, but Peach, Yoshi, will look like Toad, Luigi, different characters. And one of the new power-ups that they showed off here at the end was Mario turning into an elephant. <laughs> what did you think of that? I that that was the thing that I saw that a bunch of people were like very mixed about. <laughs> I, I, again, I, I don't see why people were mixed because uh, and again, I I don't know what you're talking about because people are like, oh Mario, but again, Mario can turn into just about anything. Yeah, in, in Super Mario Odyssey, he turned into a T-Rex. You know, you do have the Tanaki suit, yeah. you have the cat suit, mm-hmm. you do have. Uh, we do have monitors to all kinds of things, but uh, when he legit turned into an elephant with a new fruit, I thought that was cool because Mario's going to have a super cool elephant power. He literally bashes the hell out of things. Very, um, if you played the OG DK where DK rides on a rhino, <laughs> that, that was kind of some of the things, that, some of the appeal that I saw. Um, and yeah, so this game looked good. I think they looked amazing. I've played just about every single Mario game. If I know I call Zelda my, my most loved franchise, and it is. Um, but Mario, just for whatever reason, man, I've played every single Mario game. I'm pretty sure that's come out. If not, maybe I'm behind, maybe like three or four. Um, mm-hmm. But this one is getting a release date of October 20th of this year. So it will be coming out soon. And again, we probably won't get a new Mario if this is the case. Don't expect a new Mario in October because in the September Direct, they'll probably talk about this Mario. We will not probably be getting a new Super Mario 3D until the next switch and again that's just my prediction that's just my guess um it just makes a lot of sense uh nintendo does have this pattern very predictable pattern that they tend to stick to so but yeah so what do you think overall man what do you think of everything I, th- I thought it was a solid uh presentation in general you know i'm easy pokemon was good for me i love seeing <laughs> batman uh the uh, vampire survivor stuff was pretty good you know mario 
I mean, has its giant fandom. I know. Pers- I know we have a couple of people in the group that love Persona too. So they took. They had something of Sonic. So all in all, I thought it was solid. I yeah. thought it was solid. What? Uh, what would you? What would you rate it? That way, I can add one more point, and we just stay with the you know the the program that we have. <laughs> well, over on again. <laughs> I've always been a proponent of variety. They showed off all kinds of stuff, a lot of stuff, and Rico mentioned. We got Sonic, Pokemon, they mentioned Persona, um, they mentioned a lot of Mario, they mentioned a couple of interesting new games that we hadn't seen, some games that have, had already been in development. If you've been a Pikmin fan, this is the one that's it for you. I'm not a Peach fan. game? A Peach game? No, and, uh, uh, they teased a new Peach game. Um, and again, I, there's even the Star Ocean game that looked good, and the new Mario. But just because, again, it was Pikmin-focused, I'd like to see a little bit more of just the stuff that I liked. And again, I never take away from variety. For me, it was solid. It's, you know, 7 out of 10, super solid. Um, personally, because again, there was a lot of new Mario stuff, and the Super Mario RPG was good it was great stuff to see so um solid around a lot of variety you know like to have seen more stuff that i would like to have seen if maybe you know the zelda dlc i knew it wasn't gonna come out but if there were then it might have been a little higher but i think seven's pretty fair okay well as you guys know and sticking with the formula marcus gives it a seven i give it an eight gg go next (laughs) (laughs) honestly i could i could just give it a 10 because of vampire and and pokemon man for real yeah, the I only reason I'll take away those, I'll take away, I'll give it a ten for presentation, but because it's not coming out today, I'll, I'll because both things aren't coming out today, I'll take away two points and give it an eight. Perfect. GG, easy, unstuck now. But yeah, so you heard it, you heard it there, Rico. Rico's always more optimistic than I am. Uh, but yeah, so seven for me, eight from Rico. Um, is there anything else? Anything else before? Are, are we wrapping up already? Is that is that? I think that's it. You know, we we went through a little bit of anime things. I did see a second ago that they did announce that we are getting a season two of uh, Goblin Slayer. Goblin Slayer. I, I did see that too, and I, and I was like, "Ooh, something to talk about." We can talk about it now, right? Um, I know Rico and I when we well, when I saw Goblin Slayer first, I, that first episode was wild, man. And Rico knows what I'm talking about, but I told him just get past the first episode. I was like, Goblin Slayer. He's just like Master Chief, right? But this guy just wants to kill goblins, and that's the whole appeal to it—that this guy does not give a shit about anything else but killing goblins. So we are getting a season two of that um, scheduled for when was it? It's just, it just said 2023. 2023. So we are getting it this year, more likely in the fall. You know, if anything, the fall season. Um, but yeah, and, um, anything else? I know we had the hero of the week. Yeah, um, and Marcus is heading headed the game this time. Yeah, so in this case, Rico messaged me, hey, let's think about a, a, a hero of the week. And it's funny that Rico messaged me because I kind of really think about these things. But this week I was, um, I went to Walmart several times, you know, Walmart super close by. And one of the things I always notice is that during the hottest time, and right now, where we live, the temperatures are reaching 107. Yeah. Texas, by the way. <laughs> Texas, yeah. We're, we live in Texas, and we live south, the, the southern part of Texas. Now, San Antonio, more south of that. Temperatures have been 107, 108, 109. I swear I saw 110 one time, and it gets ridiculously hot. And the even the, the wind that blows is freaking hot, right? You walk from the store where you park to inside the Walmart, you start sweating. And one of the things I've noticed the last three or four times I went this past week was there was always the same guy 
picking up cards, moving cards, getting these cards. And all I can think of was like, I wonder if this guy is getting paid because yeah, he needs a job, but holy hell, man, like to not complain and just do it. And he complains inside, you know, good for them. And then I started thinking, cause again, my brother works on the highway. He works on the constructing the highway that they're, they're building here in our, in, in our area. And he's outside in the hot. And then I, 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 this morning I ran and I see people, you know, cutting the grass because it has to be maintained. And again, these are people who cut the grass for a living. They have their tractors, they have their, their trailers where they move everything. And all I can think of was like, holy hell, man, you know, kudos to these guys because there's people who are not doing these things because it's so hot. They hire these people to help them out. And these people are willing to work in this type of weather. And Rico mentioned it, Mother Nature is amazing, but it can be a bitch. So heroes of the week are to all of those workers who are just working in the sun, working their ass off to provide for their families, to, to get put a little extra money in their pocket and to do whatever they need to do to survive, man, because, man, it is hot. Very, very hot. Very hot summer. Uh, so, yeah, heroes of the week. Kudos to all those workers out there, man. All right. And with that being said, uh, that's it for the week. And... Uh... We, I'm guessing we'll probably do a discussion tonight or tomorrow, so we'll probably have that coming out for you in the next day or so. But uh, as always, thanks for listening. Yeah, thank you guys for listening. If you haven't heard our previous stuff, um, June 18th, last week, weekly recap, big week for Netflix and Overwatch. And yeah, I think we didn't have a discussion last week, but like Rico mentioned, we will have a discussion coming for you either tonight or sometime tomorrow. But other than that, thank you all for listening. You have a good one.